The end of a conversation. The end of a day. The end of a life. Things to be grateful for? That's next on this episode of the Gratitude Journal Podcast. This is the Gratitude Journal Podcast. Well, I feel like the tone of the last several podcasts always kind of start in the same way. One, I apologize for my absence, which I did, I think, in the last two podcasts. And then I always promise that I'm going to do better. And then I proceed not to do better. So for that, I apologize. So see, it's just like an endless loop. It's an endless circle that just keeps going on and on and on. Hopefully, it won't keep going on and on and on. Matthew here. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Gratitude Journal podcast. I'm not sure which number it is. I'm sure we'll be reaching a milestone at some point. I would add the word soon, but since I seem to be someone who's not really offering any regular content, who knows? Hell, that could take a while, Uh, but it doesn't really matter. We're only concentrating on this episode right in the now. That's what I've been trying to tell myself lately. You know, focus on the now. And the now is this episode of the Gratitude Journal podcast. The podcast designed for me and you, the people who listen and hopefully subscribe, to find ways to be grateful for the things that are around us. And I would hope that if you find some value in this podcast, that uh, maybe you would tell a friend. You know, there used to be an old record store. It's actually a current record store in my hometown of Canton, Ohio, called the Quonset Hut. But when I was growing up, it was actually sort of a hut, like a house that had a upstairs and a much larger downstairs. And the upstairs sold uh, rock concert uh, posters and T-shirts and smoking <clears throat> paraphernalia. And downstairs were all the vinyl and then later the cassettes. So that I'm dating myself. I know, right? But uh, they had a motto on all of their T-shirts. And it was the Quonset Hut. And in uh, quotation marks, tell a friend. And uh, so I would urge you to do the same thing in relation to this podcast. Because I think sometimes maybe even most of the time, it can be tough for us to find our way in this world and continually look for things to be grateful for. And I've been really struggling with this lately. And it's not just because you have the evidence of a lack of content over the past couple of months, but really kind of struggling with this new position struggling with my place in this new position. And I don't even know if my boss listens to this podcast. If he does, that's fine, you know, uh, because I'm always, as I tell him, and when I sit down with meetings and he asks my opinion about something, I'll say, well, listen, I'm always going to be honest with you. And I may be wrong, but I'm always going to tell you how I feel, and I'm going to try to be honest about it. And I think this podcast, obviously, is, uh, you know, in the spirit of, you know, doing uh, right action, uh, I'm trying to be honest. And the honesty that I have to uh, divulge today is that 
I'm kind of struggling a little bit with my place, you know, in this uh, job and my place here at home in being a caregiver and how that's all merging together and the time that uh, it takes. And as you know, as evidenced by the (laughs) sheer lack of uh, podcasts lately, time can sometimes slip away and all of a sudden, wait a minute, really? It's been a month? Since I sat down in front of this microphone and talked into it for several minutes to tell everybody that, uh, you know, I'm grateful for this or I'm grateful for that or I should be more grateful for something that I don't even recognize. And so I would say that that's kind of where I'm at, which is similar to the place where I was a month ago, I think, when I talked about the same thing. So... I am living in the now and, you know, why be upset? I'll just say, hey, sorry, and uh, we're back. I wish I had some magnanimous, big time, overall, you know, uber important event that I am just so grateful for, but I guess I really, you know, in the spirit of honesty, have to say that I haven't really experienced one of those situations lately. You know, our world lately has been sort of vacillating back and forth between trying to do, you know, a good job at the job or as we used to say in sports talk radio when I was working in sports talk radio, performing at a high level. Wouldn't that, isn't that something that you would expect? people who work in sports talk radio to say eh, on a you know pretty consistent basis because you know we all are kind of sort of jock wannabes and if you can't be a jock then you know surround yourself with those who are um so i feel like there have been small minute things seemingly minute which in some ways have been fairly big things, I think, you know, especially at the time to try to be grateful for. And I think that's the purpose of this podcast, to try to find those things and to sort of pontificate a bit on them. And hopefully, if I do that, then maybe you will find those things uh, in your life. And I do believe that one thing kicks into another. I mean, I believe that I believe in the in the I guess the the belief or or the or the the truism that we do meditation, you know, call it zazen or whatever. We do medica- meditation, <laughs> we do medication too. Uh and it can work the same way, but we do meditation in order to affect the world around us eventually. I believe that there is kind of a snowballing effect and that we're all affected by that. You know, my, I don't want to call it tranquility, but, uh, you know, my ability to focus on the things in front of me and just accept them hopefully will hold others accountable for doing the same thing. So we're not always looking in the past and we're not always worrying about, you know, what's in the future and staring at our phone and wondering and worrying. And that's very, very tough. But, you know, sometimes you need to be put in your place in order to know that that's the case. And, you know, as the people who subscribe to this podcast are aware of, you know, my wife, who is a little older than me, you know, was diagnosed with dementia in 2019. So this is a thing that we obviously deal with, you know, every single day. And 
I have been in kind of a bad habit lately. And the bad habit is that I have op- been operating just going through checklists and making sure that, you know, this is done and this is done and this is done so that we can enjoy this little moment together. And maybe that's the wrong way to look at it. Maybe I ought to just enjoy the moment and put that at the top of the list and then deal with the aftermath afterwards. I don't know. That's fodder for another time. But I do believe that I have been in this kind of almost sort of robot-like atmosphere in my head that I have to do this and then I have to do that. And uh, first of all, I have to also say, you have to pardon me, I just feel like the tree pollens in our area are so thick right now. I just feel like um, almost every orifice is oozing something. I know that sounds bad, but it just seems I'm, I'm always like clearing my throat or, you know, running for the Kleenex box or whatever. It's just so... I will apologize ahead of time. It's it's really a wacky time here uh, in Northeast Ohio, but that's also fodder for another time. But the other day we were checking off. I was checking off things. Donna was just kind of merrily going along with the plan. And we were at like a big box store and I was looking for something and we just purchased this small can of paint and the can of paint was designed for Donna to paint our front door. She just has this thing where I just wish our front door were blue because, you know, we drive past these houses and one's kind of yellow or olive green. It kind of stands out. And she's like, I really like that. So, you know, she has this fixation with blue and especially cobalt blue. And so we were on the hunt at one of these big box stores to buy a can of paint. And so we had purchased our can of paint. And we were walking to another area of the store because I had something on my checklist. I wanted to look for stone, you know, for the flower beds and knowing that I was, you know, in the wrong place for this kind of product. But I wanted to look at it anyway. And we walked past one of these like um, stand sort of in the middle of the aisle. And on the stand, it had like painter's tape, you know, like the blue tape that people kind of trim around. And she grabbed one off of this stand and said, I don't think we have any blue tape. And so she was kind of tucking it under her arm. Well, I was convinced that we did have blue tape. And I think this is one of the things that someone, well, I'll say her, okay, you know, within this disease, it just kind of assumes that we have these things. And I can't tell you how many, you know, boxes of things. I mean, three different things of dishwasher liquid because, you know, her claim was that we were out of it and I didn't check beforehand and we weren't out of it. And, you know, it's not blaming her. It's just the way it is. And so she was picking this blue tape up under her arm. And I said, we do not need blue tape. Please put it back. I was, I said it kind of gruffly and thank God I wasn't filming myself because I've heard myself on film sometimes giving her these little commands and I'm so ashamed. And that's just, that's, that's on me. That's the bad thing that's on me. And, you know, so I apologize profusely, you know, the next day, but anyway, she puts the tape back And she says to me, do you think that it would be possible for you to not speak to me like I'm a moron? And it just crushed my world. I mean, everything, any momentum that I had worked into a lather to accomplish all of the things on my checklist, they were immediately nullified. And I just felt so freaking bad. I mean, just so bad. But I have to say that 
in a small way, I was grateful for this moment. I was kind of grateful for being put in my place because it reminded me that while I get on other people for talking to her in a certain tone of voice, especially when they're impatient, it reminds me that I can be the same way. And, you know, I just got done having this conversation with her son who was in to visit for a couple of days and who I'm, I'm still, you know, very grateful for all the time he spent with her and they like they cleaned up her art room. I mean, it just looks, looks beautiful. You know, it just it really helped me out. It just was like a couple of days of just, oh, you know, I mean, thank you. And um, but I have to remind myself, too, that I'm just as bad. I'm just as bad with my impatience. And I was grateful that she kind of put me in my place. I had mentioned that uh, Donna's son was in to visit for uh, several days. And one of the gifts that he brought us was was a, a pillow. And the pillow had a picture of Izzy, our dog, who just passed away. And I... Obviously, you know, referenced Izzy in the last podcast episode, and Don has been really, really struggling with this. And um, I don't know how much of this is of the struggle is due to, you know, the condition of her disease or whether it's just a combination of, you know, the way that she feels about Izzy. But she has a particularly strong affinity uh, with Izzy. I mean, she rescued him. She introduced him to our family and they just had kind of like this, I don't know, this wacky little kind of bond, you know, between them. And this death really affected her a lot. It, for the first time, it it put on us the, you know, the realization that, that we don't have a dog in our life. Now, I'm uncertain as to whether or not that's going to get rectified anytime soon or whether it's going to be rectified at all. Because after the initial shock for me kind of kind of wore off a little bit, I can recall telling other people, you know, in a way, it's kind of been a little bit of relief for me. Like I have been so weighed down with stuff, or at least that's the way I felt, that not having this elderly dog who can't see or hear, who's peeing over everything, who has to be let out every 20 minutes, and who, you know, basically you have to wrap him in sort of a a doggy diaper when you go away to make sure that he hasn't done anything on the floor. I kind of kept looking at this as like, wow, you know, this is kind of like one thing that I don't have to worry about. And I looked at this only as a good thing. And it wasn't until I got this pillow and like I see it kind of sitting over next to her on the sofa. So when Don and I watch television and I, I have sort of my chair and we have a sofa Uh, separated by this little uh, sort of angular end table and we kind of put our drinks on the end table and then she sits on the end of the sofa and it has like a reclining part to the sofa so she kind of likes it you know it looks to me a little uncomfortable but she kind of digs it and then she has the rest of the sofa like put her books and her magazines and then there's these pillows so 
she has the pillow sort of strategically situated next to her so that when I look out of the corner of my eye, it kind of looks like Izzy and her sitting on the sofa. And while Izzy didn't sit a lot on the furniture, as he got older, we would put a towel, you know, on that section of the sofa. And I would pick him up and I'd put him next to her when he was just kind of wandering around. And he, he couldn't hear, he couldn't see. I, you know, imagine your senses being sort of robbed of you. I mean, he was kind of wandering around all the time. But he liked that. He liked the feeling that, you know, she was next to him and he really settled down and mellowed and like he would stay for hours, you know, and it was almost like a godsend. And so this pillow was kind of like a godsend. And I had been looking at this as just an advantage for me. Like this is like one thing of relief that's off my plate. And, you know, once a little bit of the sadness started to dissipate and the sadness hasn't completely dissipated because I loved Izzy. And but I kind of kept looking at, OK, this is one less thing I have to worry about. And then I would look over at her and, and you know, just all of a sudden she would just like break into tears. And, you know, this this death is, is, is really, really uh, bad for her still. Like she's better, but not all that much better. And it's like this pillow has kind of reminded me that it's not just all about me. I mean, it can never really just be about me. Like the way I feel is affecting all these other things. So while I don't feel particularly happy with myself regarding... I guess the selfishness of being, yeah, not having to run home from being at the sister's picnic yesterday to let Izzy out or always wondering in the back of my head, did he pee in the living room? Did I close that door? You know, that part has been good. I realize that I'm grateful for, for knowing that the presence of Izzy makes me realize that I can't continue to be selfish. It's not just affecting me, you know, it's affecting her, you know, as well. And so for that, I'm grateful. The ends of things, and maybe they're not the ends of things, you know? Maybe they're just the beginnings of things. I mean, the end of a conversation yesterday or the other day in the big box store, you know, maybe that's the beginning of something. Maybe it's the beginning of me trying to be more aware, to be better aware of the way that I'm speaking to this person, because she may not forget everything. And there have been instances where really you, 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 you remember that. And it's kind of shocking sometimes. So the ends of things sometimes can maybe be the beginnings of things. And, you know, this realization that I am not just in this for me, like I'm in this for her too. And just because that might prompt me to feel a little more relief 
doesn't mean that it offers her any relief. And so I think I have to be more aware of that. We were at my sister's yesterday uh, down in Magnolia and it was just kind of in the, it's a little town kind of out in the country. And we were originally slated to go to my other sister's house who was in town who still owns her home here, but it's a long story. Uh, <laughs> her ex kind of like rents it from her and, and she had invited everybody over. And then when they got there, she didn't have a key. And then he left it in real, like really a lot in disarray. Is that even a word? Um, it was, a, it was, you know, tragically in disarray when she arrived, that's better put. So she texted everyone. We can't have it here. And my other sister in Magnolia spoke up and said, come on, everyone come down here. I know it's short notice, but so, you know, for us, it's about an hour drive, but it's a, it's a drive I normally enjoy as long as the gas prices aren't $4.50. But anyway, that's where we were all gathering. And so when we were getting ready to leave, there's, there's kind of like a, a long way that I like to take. And in my supreme selfishness, I thought, well, I can really take my time now because, you know, I don't have a dog, you know, to worry about. And so, again, I felt bad because of that, but we, we get sort of started to pull out. And I realized that we were kind of nearing the end of the day. And it was really one of my favorite times of the day. We photographer, I don't really call myself a photographer. I mean, I have a camera, you know, a couple of them, and I'm not really all that great taking pictures, but, uh, you know, photographers who are really great at taking pictures and people like me who really aren't that great, we, we tend to call this sort of the golden hour. And it's that hour where the sun is still up, but the way it kind of sort of casts its shadows makes for some really interesting imagery. And I don't know, it was just, it was one of those days were, I mean, it was hot. We put the windows down. I learned how to Bluetooth my phone to the car radio because I got a new radio uh, because our old radio had like these 2012 USB ports that wouldn't charge up any of our phones. And so I got a new radio mainly so I could have a new USB port, but also because I just wanted to play some stuff off, you know, my uh, phone. And uh, so we had this channel that we uh, found on uh, Sirius XM and we had a sort of Bluetooth and it's almost like it was like the, like the perfect drive home. I mean, like it was warm, but not, you know, not overly hot. And just even with sunglasses on, like the way the glasses kind of filtered out the light, it, it just made everything sort of glow and, you know, there was barely wind. I mean, it was just, just gradually rustling the leaves. And, you know, we were sort of coming out of town and taking the back way. And there's like these really little ebbs and flows of hills. That's very, very typical of this area of Northeast Ohio. And it was like, I don't know, I, I, I hit kind of like a, like a state of almost like bliss, like, uh, I didn't want the day to end, mainly because of this golden hour. And, you know, and I think at one point when we were coming back into the city of, of Canton and, and that sort of country drive was ending, I, I sort of turned off of downtown so we could kind of continue not taking the interstate, you know, taking sort of some back roads. And I remember saying to her, you know, this is, isn't this like the greatest 
time of the day, like the end of the day. And she's like, yeah, it, it's just everything like, 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 it lo- like, I like the way the sun shines, you know, and I know that's what she meant, although we weren't using the same terms to describe it. And I was just really grateful for that, like really grateful the fact that all of these things that kind of merge together. And I kept thinking to myself, man, why does gas have to be four dollars and fifty cents? Because I could have like maybe like turned off on Route 30 and maybe even taken the longer, longer way home just to continue to enjoy that before, you know, the sun had completely started to, you know, you know, lose its ability to cast shadows. And and then, of course, the golden hour would be would be, would be over. So it was just the ends of things I had really thought really marked, you know, these last couple of days. and. I was just reminding myself to be more grateful of these things because maybe these ends of things make us focus more on having more fulfilling beginnings. Well, I have nothing really new to report aside from that, really. I'm doing my job, and I'm grateful to be five minutes away from Donna so that I can, you know, go home even a couple of times a day if I have to, just to make sure, you know, that she's taking her pills and that she's okay and that everything is all right. And and uh, sometimes while I'm here, I take five minutes if I stop for lunch and I walk around for five minutes. It's the walk that I used to do, you know, when I was working from home full time. And, and it was a way for me to kind of just focus, uh, you know, what I had done first half of the day, what was my goal the second half of the day, how was I going to make it productive? And it reminded me about, you know, those things and that I, have lots to be grateful for, and sometimes I don't always verbalize them, even to myself. And the fact that while I would like to be closer to the rest of my siblings, you know, in proximity, I'm grateful for the fact that I'm five minutes from home. The, the times that I do work away from home, I don't do that all the time. I don't do that 100% of the time. And for that, I'm grateful too. I like working from home. I like my little basement layer here. I mean, it feels comfy and, you know, it's uh, quite honestly better than the space that I'm afforded, you know, at work. And hopefully that will change. Uh, but uh, I'm grateful for this uh, five minute uh, commute. My gas tank is grateful. My wallet is grateful. And uh, so for those things, I'm grateful. So here's hoping that these maybe. The ends of things, things that you figure may be ending soon or coming to its conclusion, or I need to do something about this, or I bet that's not going to be that way for too much longer, that maybe they open the door to some realization that maybe you would not have seen or understood unless the door had closed. And maybe for those things, you can be grateful for those things as well. So here's hoping that the beginning of summer is a, is a pretty good one 
for you. Uh, we're not quite in summer, but it certainly feels like it's going to be a 90s or low 90s today and tomorrow before it kind of cools down a little bit. And I'm not one to complain about the heat because we have so many crappy days from <laughs> November to April that I will never complain about the heat. I may silently complain, but I'm not going to complain in front of this microphone. Until then, here's hoping you have a, a great start to the week. Happy Memorial Day, and thank you for downloading and listening to another episode of the Gratitude Journal Podcast.